Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Here we go, folks. Uh, November 2nd. Oh, yeah, somebody's already calling. It is whatever Wednesday. That means the phone lines are open. The Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Same with the Rick Stein Recognition Text Line. You can hit us up on the same thing. This is what we try to make at the People's Platform, and we always like to know what's going on around Lincoln and Lancaster County as well as the rest of the state. I know we have a lot of listeners who've been gaining traction out west on the KLIN 1400 AM app, um, where you can listen to us live. I think in uh, radio parlance, it is um, uh, streaming, so to speak. Uh, But anyway, all of our KLIN programs, as well as podcasts, are on there. Even Johnny's Caddy Chat podcast is on there. I am Jack Regan's host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. Isn't that true, Johnny? Yes. The podcast that I host, Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast, is an, is indeed on there. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. All right. It is uh, November 2nd. It's sunny today, 75. Feels like 76. Who wins out of the South at 26? Probably gusting to 40. I went out and played some golf today, and I wish I didn't, uh, because... Uh, well, I just got my face kicked in. That's all I have to say about that. So there's been a lot of interest uh, lately, not just because of political season, but, uh, well, maybe lately because it is political season. But what I wanted to say was we all know, I've talked about it on the show, and, and, and everybody in media has, parents have gotten more involved into what is going on in education systems specifically public school throughout the nation over COVID. Um, I think it has woke a lot of parents up to some of the topics being discussed, certain dynamics between boards and educators. And I think everybody, meaning parents as well as educators, know how important schooling is to our young children, not to mention generations of Americans. And the state of Nebraska is no different in that regard. As a matter of fact, uh, probably most of us, myself included, started to take note uh, when the state school board of education began to assess the health standards and sex ed standards late last year, early this year. It kind of coincided with critical race theory being in the public mind uh, as well. And it gained a lot of traction, so much so that eventually you now have several candidates. um, Well, I should back up. A lot of state boards, as well as local boards, are dominated by Democratic elected um, people. And that's just kind of their known way they think about the world politically, values-wise. So there's a lot of conservatives now that have stepped up on the state school board level to run Kirk Penner would be the one that's appointed and has been very vocal and you see it all throughout down to you know for instance Justin Drahota that was on the show the other day running for um, school board in the Norris district and so again a lot more oversight there's nothing wrong with that in Nebraska it's been peaceful it's been questioning anytime the people want to question a government entity or something in this state that's as large as in Lincoln, LPS, or 
our money, tax money going to state schools, public schools, totally fine. I think you should be very wary, just as a matter of practice, if you as a public citizen begin to ask questions of elected officials and or administrators from which about 70% of your tax dollars goes, and they either refuse to answer you, they give you the runaround, or um, they outright, you know, deny requests for information and to work with you. that doesn't make sense. You should be wary of that. That's not normal human behavior if you have nothing to hide. So, one of the things this week, and again, it's whatever Wednesday, so if you want to call in and talk, I'm going to talk a lot about the schools and testing and uh, recent dynamics. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'm happy to have you for any topic on the Rickstein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. But what flared back up recently was the fact that the state school board is going to have a meeting on Friday. Now, this is essentially three, four days, depending on how you count your days, before the election. A big midterm election in which values across the nation are up for grabs. And in Nebraska, specifically on the state board of education, never has there been this much oversight this much interest from private citizens and parents and now candidates all at one time so the state board of education and the way it goes about its business and what it decides to do and champion pushing down you know to our local counties is a real big deal and normally they have public comment this is a normal course of the State Board of Education in meeting to discuss their business, and it's open for public comment. But once again, four days before an election, they decided to cancel the public comment. Why? Why would you do that? Now, We don't know exactly why, but we do have a member of the State Board of Education, Kirk Penner, via Twitter, who told his constituents that he would request for public comment to be added. And he also said that his request can be denied. He was told by the Nebraska Department of Education the decision was made because communication was not going to be there. And it was close to the election. These aren't my words, folks. This is a sitting Board of Education member, Kirk Penner, on Twitter. He was told by the Nebraska Department of Education that comms was not going to be there, and it was close to the election. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Subsequently, many state senators have jumped on board and said that you know, this isn't the way the State School Board of Education should be doing its business. Subsequently, Kirk Penner's request was denied. So, in fact, our State Board of Education, of which, on Friday, four days later, has probably the biggest potential for change in ideology and values, is refusing to have public comment. 
And they've given the reason that it's too close to the election. Does that inspire trust in you? Does that inspire that the current State Boards of Education as a body is willing to work with you and have your best interests in mind? Or does it make you wonder what they're doing? And on the flip side, it's curious to me why they don't understand why you and I and everybody else is asking them questions about controversial topics like age-appropriate sex materials in libraries, why we're asking about CRT and its influence, why we're talking about gender issues, why we're talking about how and what's the appropriate way to teach sexual health. And they don't even want to let you in and comment four days before an election. And they tell you that's the reason. Oh, man. Okay, so on top of that, Dakota yesterday, and I appreciated Dakota for you texting in. I'm going to go back and 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 read it because, uh, you know, as I run down stories and do my own research, you know, sometimes things happen and then, you know, we get a little sideways. And I think what Dakota was referencing he, he texted yesterday and he said, speaking of education, don't think I've heard you touch back on the state test scores. That's true, Dakota. I hadn't. Came out that we were among the top states in the country. Okay. I still have not found that. Um, would be nice to congratulate how hard our teachers and student work. Okay. Let me take that backwards. Dakota and everybody. I routinely say and will continue to say that I think teaching is one of the most important professions in our constitutional republic. Good teachers, good educators can make a huge difference on a mass scale around the country for our society and help youth achieve what they're capable of and help them go out and kind of live the American dream. I myself have said many times how many teachers and coaches, which I consider to be educators, I think most would as well, have made a huge impact on my life. So as a profession, it is very noble, and I do applaud your hard work. And the students as well. For the students that are taking advantage of the time there and listening to the teachers and taking the guidance and putting in the work, it is the easiest way to change your current circumstances in life and move to a better circumstance. is to go to school, do the work. If you don't know how to do the work, ask questions, find a good mentor and an educator, and they will get you there. That's what they do, and we have millions of them. Not across America, but even here in the state, we have hundreds of thousands of teachers at all levels, from big cities here in Nebraska down to the smallest, that do a wonderful job. This isn't about them when we talk about test scores, right? We understand the situation. When I'm talking about the State Board of Education and CRT and or implementing a controversial subject, that's not about the educator on the ground. That's about the system, right? Because They all have to work within that system. And so, Dakota, you say that, and I believe you don't reference it, but I believe you're talking about the Lincoln Journal Star article that I referenced 
yesterday, which uh, talked about LPS disclosing an oppressor that they, in fact, all test scores were down. Okay, so that's the first line, and that's not a bad thing. We went through COVID. There, there was a dip, and we all have witnessed that, you know, even if you're barely following this. But they were also saying that LPS, by scores in their MAP assessment, which is a local assessment, right, um, meaning, and I'm going to talk about another assessment, the Nebraska Student-Centered Assessment System, but the MAP scores they were championing showed that we, meaning LPS, has fared fair better, far has fared, excuse me, far better than other schools around the area. And yeah, that's a credit. That's absolutely a credit. I don't disagree with that if you think I do. Okay. So they did come out and say that, and the Journal Star talked about, as well as other articles, how assessment scores are down all around, but we've fared better than others, okay? That doesn't mean that we're on the rocket ship to high achievement as a city, an LPS, and I'm sure LPS would be the first one to tell you they want to make sure that they continue to help educate youth so that we do climb that. That's not what I'm referencing in your text where you say, I don't think I've heard you touch back about the uh, state test scores. And you mentioned that I said they were being politically held back. Well, we will talk about that in second segment. Because in fact, as I had stated previously, other states have had their similar as the Nebraska student-centered assessment system, otherwise known as NSCAS, held back, Nebraska Department of Education is in fact doing that. The local schools have that test results. All the local districts have those test results. The Nebraska Department of Education has those test results. And they are embargoed. They are embargoed so that we do not see them before this vitally important election. I want that to sink in, everybody. KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, it is a whatever Wednesday. The call lines are open. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402-479-1400. Um... Yeah, maybe I'm rolling through the information and I'm either covering it good, you agree, or maybe you disagree. If you disagree about what's going on um, in the schools, uh, call in. I'm good with that. Again, if you've got other topics, happy to have you talk about it. Johnny, did you just go to the mic? I was just going to say what I've said before. If you disagree with what the commander says, call in. Let us know. If you agree with what the commander says... Call in. Let us know. The People's Platform. Yeah, Johnny gets bored when he's not answering phone calls. And, you know, <laughs> we'll find out the numbers when they come in, whether or not our show's dying or something. But oh. uh, maybe some of our greatest callers, you know, just, I don't know, they're done. Maybe they just, maybe they're wore out. I'm not wore out because what I see is I see a very contested now at this point due to COVID and parent engagement as well as other people looking at what go- is going on in the public schools around the nation and here in the state. 
centered mostly, uh, at least from a, uh, you know, what was the spark? The spark was, you know, sex education standards as well as CRT and things that kind of came out of the woke movement. Uh, Now we have a very contested election coming for state school board of education, which could change the dynamics of that board. And all of a sudden, they don't want to have public comment um, four days before the election in a hearing where they normally have public comment. Um, That is interesting. Don't know why, other than the fact that they answered a board member and said, because of the election. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Now, other states, Democratic states, have embargoed their state school board uh, English math scores prior to elections because they don't want you to know. Why? Politics. Well, guess what? Nebraska's doing it too. KLIN 1499.3. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, Wednesday, November 2nd, trying to have a whatever Wednesday here. We have a few callers on the line that I'll get to in a second. Uh, it's still 75 degrees. Feels like 76. Winds died down just a little bit. It's 23 out of the south, southeast. Um, yeah. Decent day out there. I think tomorrow is going to be a decent day. Uh, windy, but uh, decent. And uh, still looks going on to next week that we're still going to have pretty darn good November weather, if you want to call it that. I love it. Uh, I love the fall. I think it's the best time of year. Um, of course, maybe next year if I'm still on the radio, I might switch and say, oh, I think spring's the best time of the year. You never know, Johnny. Uh, Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. We are here. Uh, we're talking about the dynamics going on uh, in the state school board and across the <laughs> state with uh, testing. So, like I said, more oversight, which caused more candidates to run. So there is now, you know, a real fight for the state school board come next Tuesday. Many candidates, some that have been on this show, some that haven't, are vying to change the values and the thought process there. Uh, What tipped people off lately? Well, in fact, on Friday, they have decided not to have public comment, which is something normally they do. Yeah, it's well within their right. But, you know, when they openly say uh, because of the election, well, you know, for elected officials, that is that's just silly. It is silly to run and hide from your constituents and concerned people, especially when the majority of our tax dollars goes to public schools here in this state. And I had talked about a story a couple weeks back that states like California and New York and, you know, pretty much any (laughs) any Democrat controlled place has these national 
assessments, and they kind of come out in October. Well, those state school boards have decided to embargo those results because tests are down more than likely. They're not good, and they are withholding them from you and I for political reasons. And that's wrong. And you say, oh, that couldn't, couldn't be happening here. Well, in fact, even though LPS had their map, that is a different measure of academic progress than the NSCAS, Nebraska Student-Centered Assessment System, which has been done for the spring of 2022. And they have had the results for about a month, both at the local district level and the state level, and they have embargoed them. Because they don't want you and I to see that the scores are not good, fearing that this will change the value structure in this election to common sense conservatives. Now, I don't know who can do something about it, but I would tell you, Governor Ricketts, if you're listening, if you're a supporter of Governor Ricketts, tell the governor, tell the attorney general that those records need to be released. They have them. There's no reason for people in the state to not see where the assessment test that is the gold standard, again, the Nebraska Student-Centered Assessment System results for their district, for their state. Those need to be released. This isn't California. This isn't New York. This isn't Portland. This is Nebraska. We'll look at the results, and then the people will speak with their votes. If you withhold the results, you are withholding a vital piece of information to help inform the public so that they can make good voting decisions. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Don't want to take comment. And have embargoed results. I mean, am I living in Cuba? Am I living in Russia? Or am I living in the center of the United States of America? Parents put pressure. Yeah, I already know. I've seen the emails. Parents have been, and they're just getting the runaround from the Department of Education. Oh, I thought you requested this. No, I requested this. No, well, uh, we re- we answered this. Oh, no, that was this request, number 5725. No, I want the last ones. Oh, well, we already answered your request. you got to send a new request. I mean, this is insane. The level to which, just in one thing, standardized test scores that the Nebraska Department of Education doesn't want to release. (laughs) Unbelievable. Vote them all out. That's what I say. Vote them all out. Anna, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi, I wanted to say two things. One, our children do not belong to the Department of Education. They belong to parents, and parents have every right to say so, to say what's go, what's to happen. Also, I wanted to address the homeless population situation you've been talking about. If people are concerned, they can make donations to the 
people's city mission so that maybe they can expand what they offer and also to Matt Talbot. And those are my comments. Well, I appreciate it. And I have a question for you. Um, do you sense that as a city, I mean, I know people, city mission and Talbot, we have organizations that help the homeless, but right. as a city, why do we seem to have an ever present problem? Why are we as a city not taking the steps that we can to help these people? Well, I don't know, but as I say, there are services that could be expanded greatly to help more people. Yeah, I I I I don't disagree with that. You you can always uh, explain services. I think the question I have and I appreciate the call Anna, thank you for calling in. Tis the season for giving, you know. Yeah, there you go. Tis the season. Uh, good call. It is a, tis the season, no doubt about it. I mean, we have the programs. Uh, but when you have an encampment, you know, I always say, you know, north of the university, and eventually, I think it was last year, you know, the fire department has to go down there and break it up um, when it was kind of, quote, unquote, cool in America to have some kind of homeless encampment. I mean, it kind of just ballooned about the same time that the Chaz in Seattle grew. I mean, I find that fascinating. Uh, but, we, you know, we finally went down today. Hey, this is a fire hazard, this, that, another thing. Uh, when you have several stabbings and a homicide within that population over the last course of a year, as well as now, you know, gatherings on public streets, which, of course, you know, if they're not in the way, that is legal, but that isn't addressing the problem. So then it starts to become a public kind of crisis to where it's impacting business, it's impacting rentals, it's impacting, you know, for lack of a better term, public safety. Again, especially when you have that population that has clearly partaken in some nefarious activities of most, what most recently, you know, is lighting a fire, which I think most of us would do to stay warm at night, but doing it under the bridge that it causes damage if the bridge has to be closed down. Well, again, if I went down and decided to light some city structures on fire, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to the Hooskow and I'm going to pay some kind of restitution. If they find out in that process that I'm mentally ill or I'm in need of help or services, then they will help vector me to those services. But the inaction is what worries me. And there is no excuse for inaction, right? Whether it be we're going to help on the human dignity side, so we're going to vector them to programs, both private or city-funded. Or I'm also going to look out for the rest of my citizens and ensure that the public safety and the public discourse is free and safe of what can essentially become a pandemic of people laying around the street, right? Nobody likes it, but it's for the mayor and the police chief to take action on and use their experience to help these people get to the right place. It's just amazing the level of stuff that some administrations, you know, will go to to not take action on anything. You know, just because you sat with protesters way back when 
Okay. I get it. You, you earn some points with the Black Lives Matter movement. You earn some points with activists. You lose some points with your police. You lose some points with certain citizens. Just because you did it for one night or two doesn't mean you have to stay on that the whole time. You know, at some point you need to go back to securing the rest of your city, to doing the things for public safety. Oh. Brian, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. What are we talking about today? Well, I'd love to be commenting on the topics you've been talking about. I hope you don't mind if I've called in about something completely different. You can talk. It, it's people's platform, whatever's on your mind. All right. And it's not a simple fact check. It's about theory and ideology. Okay. Hit me. I want the those playing along at home to look up Horseshoe Theory Ukraine. Okay. And if you do that, you'll see a lot of articles with titles like Why the U.S. Far Right and Far Left Oppose Helping Ukraine. And uh, But we are helping Ukraine, theory. aren't we? Aren't we helping uh, Ukraine? But who wants to do what? Now, well, no, I'm just asking. Theory, what aren't? Yes, don't are you think time. we're helping Ukraine? Yes, but not if the Republicans say Congress we won't be. Well, how do you know no. that? Because they've said so. Well, they're just going to pull all the support we've already committed to? Uh, not already committed, but any future support, yeah, that's what they said. Uh, sorry I don't have any articles with them saying it, up, but uh, yeah, they have been saying that. You could just look up uh, Ukraine and uh, Republicans, and that would probably come up. Okay. So anyway, back to horseshoe theory. I've, I've at least read what it is. Yes, uh, the horseshoe theory uh, asserts that the extreme left and the extreme right, rather than being at opposite and opposing ends of a linear political continuum, closely resemble each other, analogous to the way that the opposite ends of a horseshoe are close together. And Very good. Uh, very good uh, visual. I read the same thing. I like it. Yeah, and I see the extremes, and for a long tra- time I've called those of the extreme left useful idiots for Putin-Trump, you know, probably for about eight years now, Okay, and even before that. But this uh, does connect to a local candidate, and that would be on uh, the All Politics is Local group on Facebook. Someone posted, look here at what the, the candidate for uh, Lancaster County Sheriff said, Conan, I'm going to quote, uh, Common Thomas for Lancaster County Sheriff, it has from October 14th. Look it up. Your tax dollars are funding ISIS and Al Qaeda in Ukraine. 15,000 ish per day, ter- per, a day per terrorist. Now we know why they left all that military equipment in Afghanistan. Well, let's call in sometime about Afghanistan and the Doha agreements. However, uh, yeah, for quite a long time, you'll hear the same things that. Uh, so I'm not following you. I'm not following you. You're you're kind of saying that in the, this the commonality in this propaganda that you find online mm-hmm. that uh, you know the same things that Milosevic wasn't the uh, guy doing genocide in the Balkans. It was NATO, and that Assad wasn't the one who used chemical weapons. It was the blue helmets of the UN. And uh, I was going to give some other examples, like those on the left, uh, the Uhuru group. Uhuru House in St. Petersburg, Florida. You just, it's Uhuru, like, uh, you know, the communications uh, 
So, but the point, no, I, I'd love for you to go through the examples, but I've got other callers. The, sure. the point is, is that both opposite sides of the political spectrum in the horseshoe theory are kind of doing and saying things that all funnel to the, the same type of <laughs> BS, for lack of yeah, a better term. Yeah, and they're on Russian propaganda feeds, all anti, uh, you know, agencies and institutions of the United States, anti-NATO. Uh, pro uh, pot dictators of the anti-Western world. Yeah. Well, Brian, that I, it's an interesting theory, and I think it, it, it's worth talking about some more. I do have one question for you before I let you go. Uh, who do you got in the uh, county attorney race here in Lancaster County? Oh, well, I'll be uh, voting for my good friend Adam Moorefield. I've uh, interviewed him before, and he's a very competent person. Right on. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, Brian. Thank you. Bye. All right. We got a Morfeld supporter on the show. Uh, once again, it is a whatever Wednesday. We're running low on time. I've got time for one more caller. Uh, is this Mo? Hey, Commander, it's Mo. Oh, hi, Mo. Hey, I just got an opportunity to disagree with your last two callers. Brian just teed one up for me, but I'd like to start with Anna. I know you've been talking about the uh, homeless crisis in Lincoln. Yeah, it's a pandemic. I work at Ground Zero in my office, and I had to remove a presumed mentally ill a homeless people from my office foyer two days ago. Oh, they're just walking around now in office spaces, too? And, and, and riding elevators. I work on the top floor of a, what used to be a nice office building until uh, I have to step across the homeless guy every day to get in my office into the building. And yeah, he was just riding the rails and stopped at the top floor and and uh, wanted to visit. And we didn't need him around. Yeah, fair enough. But Anna suggests that giving more money to the to People City Mission, for instance, is going to solve that problem. And I think that's probably the cause of the problem. Like in between that group and the mayor, um, we become a sanctuary city for that community. And there appears to be no effort by the city or anybody else to, to, to do anything about that. Well, as a matter of fact, not only are we a sanctuary city, but I believe that we're openly inviting people to come here. And then, you know, in the most recent case, you know, one of the guys came back. He's probably a serial killer. I've, I've heard that as well. But anyway, <laughs> so I think what we can do about it to start is next Tuesday voting for Jim Pill and Joe Kelly, voting for uh, Mike Flett for Congress, voting for Pat Condon for county attorney, and uh, start turning... Lancaster County back to the way it used to be, and then we have that big mayor's election in the spring. So, yeah, good call, Mo. Appreciate the update. Um, yeah, how would you like that if we just had uh, homeless people rolling in and out of KLIN? That I mean, or anywhere, um, scary to a degree, right? You know, we just escort them down to somewhere to get help. You know, that, that's what we'd have to do. Uh, but Mo's right; it is all about elections, and you have a chance to. Uh, Get America back to being America instead of this nuttiness that we've been living the last two years. I think the choice is clear, but, you know, that's up to you. All right, KLAN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, like a lot of things this time of year, uh, yeah, you've got about four days, five days until you can make a difference by going out and vote. Make sure you vote.
take 10 people, talk to 10 people, get them to vote. Um, if you don't like the way things are going in America, locally, state, uh, now's your chance. You can make a difference. Make sure you go out and vote. State school boards acting silly, not releasing test scores. Uh, surprise, surprise. They want to keep Democratic domination on that school board. It's being challenged. Um, yep. You